how much I, how much it affects my life. And we're going to talk about that today. So let's go to the Lord in prayer. And I'm going to ask uh, someone we remember fondly, Scott Brown and Karen. They, they were gone last week to Garner State Park. So if you will lead us to the throne of grace and start, kick this off. <clears throat> Good morning, everyone. How's everybody doing out there? Everybody doing good? Good to see you guys all the way from South Carolina. Welcome. Um, you guys want to stand with us and we'll uh, worship the Lord in, in song? Give thanks to the Lord, our God and King. His love endures forever. On you as good as above all things, His love. Talking Aaron, about today is trusting in Jesus and the 
the theme of today, really in all of Galatians, is it's Jesus alone, guys. That's what we're going to talk about. We're going to delve into that. And, and I remember hearing this song, Tis So Sweet to Trust in Jesus. Aaron is here. There you are, Aaron. Uh, when I was 22 or 23 in graduate school in Raleigh, North Carolina for the first time, I was not raised singing this, and I just thought, what an amazing song. Where has this been my whole life? We're going to kind of do it bluegrass style. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus Just to take him at his word Just to rest upon his promise And to know the saith the Lord Jesus, Jesus, how I trust him How I prove him more Just from sin and self to cease. Just from Jesus simply taking life and rest and joy and peace. Jesus, Jesus, how I trust Him, how I will Him more and more. Jesus, Jesus, bless. Everybody on three. I'm so glad I learned to trust thee, precious Jesus, Savior, friend. And I know that thou art with me, will be with me to the end. Jesus, Jesus, how I trust him, how I may be seated. A couple of announcements. That was a, a break, the fiddlers. Not many churches have two fiddlers. If y'all love hearing that, say amen. They drive all the way down from B-Dice. It's like B-Dice is right south of Dallas, if y'all know where that is. <clears throat> wow. Is that my wife over there making all that racket? Uh, one announcement, I was away uh, yesterday and the day before uh, off with the guy who makes guitars, and coming back, I stopped in Point Blank. Y'all know where that is? And I went, I went into the, the First Baptist Church of Point Blank, and uh, it's, a, it's a little sanctuary, maybe smaller than this, 
and I was playing music, bluegrass there with the pastor and with a group that are called Heaven Bound. It was a lot of fun. And I was sitting there playing, and all of a sudden, someone came in the back and says, Faber, 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 I love you, Faber. And the pastor's looking at me like, how do I know this woman? And it was uh, Eleanor. Uh, Atkinson. No, not Atkinson. Anderson. Anderson. Eleanor Anderson, who made one of the pieces of art in my office, she was a member here for about a month and said she fell under conviction to go back and, and try to make things right with her husband and left. So she was a member here for a month. I think it's probably our shortest record, but I was. <clears throat> and she said, oh, you'll never know what a positive, she was telling her pastor, what a positive effect that little church in the grove had for me. So she said to tell you all hi. Uh, the other thing, uh, we still have no connection with COVID, praise God. Uh, AJ, AJ did write me, uh, and he said that someone came down late in the week with COVID. He hadn't been here for, y'all know, three weeks in his unit, which had been COVID-free, and he said, would you like me to stay home? And I told him yes. So y'all pray for AJ. I'm going to send him the sermon and probably give him a sermon in person. And I think that was real courteous of him to do that. And I just wanted you all to know that that's been our only close connection with that. So uh, we will continue to have the podcast on Wednesday. This morning I'm starting in Galatians. And so the podcast will continue in Galatians. And uh, I think you're going to enjoy it. Larry? Wait, can I announce it? Absolutely. Anybody else have it? Okay. Um, I have replenished the masks in the back. If anybody feels more secure <coughs> with a, just a little mask, like a Walmart mask, they're in the back if anybody wants one because I want everybody to feel safe at church. Okay. And then the second thing is the okra's coming in, and anybody that wants me to meet me at 7 a.m. tomorrow morning can have all the okra you want, <laughs> but you have to pick it, which is hard to do. So, um, really, if anybody wants to pick okra, just let me know when you can come pick okra, and I'll schedule you in, and you can have all the okra you want, okay? For those who don't know, this church is filled with gardeners and canners. Jana, I saw what you put on. Uh, congratulations. It looks like your entire house is filled with canned, was that tomatoes? Her tomatoes are fin Are you finished is the question. Did it, it, it didn't do you in? And uh, everybody's got gardens going. And a couple, two other announcements. Sherry, you had not been back, you and Bill, since March the 15th. Yes. Say out big and loud what you thought when you walked back in the back. I was absolutely touched. That's a beautiful, beautiful. Yes. Our God has at least touched me. Well, we're just glad you're back. You haven't, you haven't missed a lot. Aaron got saved and baptized Stephanie him, dedicated their baby. I'm sorry, I'm teasing you a little bit. <clears throat> we just marched on and had a great time. Uh, and then the other announcement had to do, Gail, did you want to, uh, you or someone about the little course that we're doing? You had so much good to say about it, about the why we believe what we believe. I'm kind of taking us, for those who don't know, that it's a, it's a really good teaching. I don't even want to use the word doctrine because people yawn. 
But it, it's a nice thing based on the confession of faith from 1644 that Baptists had and continued with and, and kind of putting it in my own words and, and some of it right out of the Baptist faith and message, which is a little pamphlet that we have in the back that sort of tells what, you know, Baptists kind of traditionally believe. I say kind of because some don't. It's the biggies is the things that we really have to agree on. Uh, but anyway, we do that, and so uh, that's at 9.15. Go ahead, Larry. All right, we're going to get back and do a couple more songs. We gotta, we're going to have Stephanie do a song for you here in just a minute. It's so. not Stephanie, Aaron. it's Aaron. Not Stephanie, Aaron. What a surprise, Stephanie, right? <laughs> so I'm looking at Stephanie and thinking of Aaron. I don't know. It's kind of, anyway, it's, that's when you get, shouldn't you get to be 46 like I am. You start forgetting things. I'm, pre I'm preaching <laughs> online today, Larry. <laughs> you guys want to stand with us again? In Christ alone, my hope is found. He is my heart, my strength, my song. His cornerstone is solid ground, firm in Christ's trap and strong. What heights of love, what depths of peace, when fears are still, when sadness sees, my comforter, my all in all, here in the love of Christ I stand, in Christ alone, you took on flesh. Here in the power of Christ I 
Treat. Aaron's joining us back. She used to play with us all the time, and she's been gone to New York to college. And of course, with everything that's gone on, she's back home for a while, and so she's going to do a song for us. How great thou art! And we can sing along, right? Yeah. Okay. All right, kick us off, Aaron. Oh Lord. <laughs> Sorry.
Please lead us in prayer. Guys, I'm sorry it's so hot in here. I feel, I feel like things aren't even working. Do you all feel the same way? Uh, is, it, is anybody cool? Okay, yeah, a couple of y'all are, all right. Uh, I'm sorry, we should have had someone come and, and uh, probably turn it on. I was out of town, like I say. I usually get over here on Saturday night. What we're going to do today, if you'll look at this, the letter to Galatians is faith alone. This is going to be, it's belief, it's faith, and I'm going to talk to you and try to convey to you what, what, uh, what Paul was after here. I feel like I'm too hot here. Uh, it sounds loud to me. Is it okay? It's perfect? Okay. Anyway, <clears throat> the bottom line is this, y'all. If you don't hear anything else, and at the end of this, you're going to hear the gospel in a wordless book from Felice. Felice and Dalton. Dalton, y'all know, was an intern here. Dalton, raise your hand. Some of y'all them don't know you. Uh, something magically happened. Dalton suddenly had a wife, and now he has two kids. And we're proud of you, Dalton. And Dalton uh, has been a salesman for Henson up in Madisonville, uh, selling cars. And he spends his summer still where his passion is, and that is in child evangelism. That's his passion and Felice's passion. They came here, and they would uh, bring groups. And this year, I think, with COVID, you all scaled that back. They're going to be here all week. Been here two years in a row, I think, with this. More than that. Hadn't it been more than two years in a row? Three? Three? Anyway. Oh, this is the third year. You're right. And uh, anyway, this is their third year, and so they're here alone, and they're still doing it. And they're staying at the, at the cottage at uh, McMullen Ranch. We're glad to have them. So all this week, they are kind of an outreach of this church to kids in this area. They'll go into the barrios and the neighborhoods and the wherever. They have places they go back in here in the woods, and they share the gospel with kids. And so what, the, what is the gospel? First, I want to, and I want everyone listening today. Becca, can you tell me the gospel and just... One sentence. If you can't, it's okay. I'm going to tell you. It's Jesus died for my sins. I believed it and I received him and I'm saved. Okay, that's the gospel. Can anybody say amen? amen? So, Becca, what is the gospel? She's having trouble because. And you believe that and it saved you. Y'all, that is the gospel. And so we have studied since I've been here. In three weeks, I, I will go on starting my fifth year here. Can y'all believe that? We've been doing this for five years, or for four years, and we're starting our fifth year. And <clears throat> what happened is Paul would go to these places. Paul received a message, and we're going to talk about that today, about how Paul had a calling. Why do we believe what Paul had to say? We're going to talk about that. We're going to look at... Galatians, because it was the first, it was the first letter that Paul wrote to one of these churches, Aaron, that he went and visited. 
He would go and he would share the gospel that Jesus had died, he was Messiah, and if you believed in him, you were saved. And then he would leave and go to another town. And one of the areas that he went to was called Galatia. And it's where Derby and Lystra and Iconium were. Those who were here at Union Grove when we studied Acts, remember those were the first places that he went. So whenever Paul would go somewhere, he would give the simple gospel, and then he would leave and rose. People would come along behind him, and they would, they would attack him personally because they didn't like his message, and then they would complicate the message. Did y'all know that people are still attacking those who preach the simple gospel and they're still trying to add something to the message? And they try to add something to the message for control. They want to be, you know, you got to be in my group and take communion a certain way if you're going to be saved. It's about control. It's about control either by others or ourselves. And the bottom line of this, and I'm speaking totally off of my note, no notes here, is, is that there's nothing you can do to control your salvation. It's a, it's a relief when you realize, Jana, you don't have to cook enough cookies for people, or really the cookie cutters in the back. You don't have to cook enough cookies for the youth group at St. Stanislaus or, or First Baptist. You can't cook enough to get to heaven. You can't give away enough vegetables from your garden to get to heaven. It's faith in Jesus and Him alone. All right? Faith in Jesus and Him alone. And the message of Galatians, which was to Iconium and Lystra and Derby, guys, you've gotten away from it and you're adding all this junk and stop doing it. I, Paul, am an apostle. means I was sent by God to do this. And so he was sent. And this is his message. If you're able, stand, please. If you can't, it's okay to sit. If you're above 50 or have some other ailment, you've got to pass, all right? Read it with me. Paul, an apostle, sent not from men, nor by a man, built but, but Jesus Christ and God the Father, who raised him from the dead, and all the brothers and sisters with me, to the churches in Galatia. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins to rescue us from the present evil age, according to the will of our God and Father, to whom be glory forever and ever. Now listen what he says. I'm astonished that you're so quickly deserting the one who called you to live in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel. Isn't this amazing? He's immediately saying it, which is really no gospel at all. Evidently, some people are throwing you into confusion and are trying to pervert the gospel. That means twist it of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach a gospel other than the one we preach to you, let them be under God's curse. As we have already said, so now I say again, if anybody is preaching to you a gospel other than what you've accepted, let them be under God's curse. Son, stop doing that. Am I now trying to win the approval of human beings or of God, or am I trying to please people? If I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. Amen. Amen. Be seated. He wouldn't because he was a Jew. And for a Jew to become a believer in Jesus as Messiah was crazy. He wouldn't have done that. Uh, he would not have done that, Travis. It would have been, it's illogical. I, I'm, I was going to read his conversion, and I still may. It's in Acts chapter 9. Because I want to talk about his calling, but... But there's some things going on in here, and that's his calling, it's his conversion, and it's his message. 
Was he really from God or was this just ramblings? His whole ministry was 30 years from conversion till imprisonment. And the fundamental doctrines of Christianity, they start with Jesus and him alone. And when it gets out from there, it gets humanly complicated and it's not the gospel. Amen? He was always followed, like I said, by ad hominem attacks. That means against him as a man. They distorted the gospel and made it Jesus plus something. And Jesus alone is the gospel. Never, it's never Jesus plus anything. People will come along and tell you that it's Jesus plus being baptized. It is not. They come along and tell you, you may have Jesus, but you don't have the Holy Spirit. That's nuts. You can't have Jesus and not have the Holy Spirit, okay? It may, they may tell you that it's an organization, that you have to be a member of some church. You do not have to be, as much as this may shock me, a member of Union Grove Baptist Church to be a Christian, Amen. to be a Christ follower, all right? The message is Jesus plus nothing. There's a song that I sang yesterday there at First Baptist, point blank, and I want the young people in here to hear this because I'm concerned. I'm hearing about kids experimenting with drugs and people doing things, uh, having sex out of marriage, and, and, and I've never spoken like this from this pulpit, okay? Y'all have heard me for four years, but, but I feel like I'm losing an opportunity to affect you all. I really do, and my heart is burdened. I woke up with this burden this morning, and I sang a song yesterday saying, Looking back now, that little mountain church house has become my life's cornerstone. You have heard truths in this little country church that can be your cornerstone. I mean that. You think I'm teasing, and I'm not. I have lived my life since I was 15 years old when I confessed my life to the Lord. And let me tell you something. Following the Lord is an easier way to live. And I've got some adults in here that can tell you they didn't follow the Lord, and it wasn't a pretty picture. Is that right or not? And I don't talk like this often to you, and it's in this house that you have heard the words that you can live by. And these words are God's words, Joe. They are out of His Word. They are His testimony that gives to humans to tell us, Becca, how to live with one another and to associate with one another. And it is not with drugs and illicit sex and getting drunk and doing these crazy things that will lead you to not a life of happiness, but a life of unhappiness. I mean it. All things have their place. And God has a purpose for all of that. God means for, for the sexual, uh, for sexual things to go on between a man and a woman who are together in a committed uh, marital relationship, okay? God does not tells us clearly in his word, do not be drunken with wine, and we could add to that, or dope, or pills, or speed, or marijuana. Don't be drunk, but be filled with what? Be filled with the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to tell you something. When you get a hold, when you let God get a hold of you, and the Holy Spirit gets a hold of you, it is better than any high you can go find. Because Satan makes things that are fake, okay? They are fake and they are imitations, y'all. If you're long, listen to me. They're just imitations of good things and they're fake and they always come up empty. I tell our young men and the men that, that I minister to to not get off into pornography. Why? Because it's fake. It's not just degrading and debasing of men and, and women and... Um, but it's fake and it's false. And when you engage in this, I tell our young men, it's like being really, really thirsty because believe me, I know what it means to be thirsty in that way, all right? Because I'm a man. But it's like then drinking salt water 
trying to solve your thirst. And God has a plan and a purpose for all that. But in this little country church, you can find what you need to be Frederick and Junior and Joey and Jimmy. I'm not going to just pick out people. And Aaron and Stephanie. I'll pick them all out, right? You can find what you need to be the cornerstone of building your life right here, Joey, into what God intended for you. And you don't know him maybe yet, but you know about him. And you're going to come to know him. And when you know him, he is the cornerstone. And, you, and you're going to remember days. And we're going to be dead and gone. And you're going to say it was back in that little mountain church house that became my cornerstone. And I learned the words that I was to live on. Because let me tell you something. The world is shifting sand. And if you don't believe it, watch Seattle, downtown Seattle being taken over. And you watch Houston being having statues toppled. They're even pulling down statues now of people. I, I saw they pulled down a statue of some uh, Catholic priest. Did yes. y'all see that? Yes. In San Francisco yesterday. They tore down George Washington. Tore down George Washington. And Grant. General Grant. And General Grant, who led the North. Where the, I, I had family on the North and the South, and I'm proud of all of them, all right? They're leaving the statues of the communist leaders. They're leaving the statues of the communist leaders, so this world is based in insanity. Yes. And I, as a person in my 60s, and tell them, y'all, telling you, find your cornerstone right here in the walls of this place. And you find the word here, and you build your life on it, and you're going to get to the end of your days, and you are going to have a life that has been worth living. Amen? Amen. Man, I'm sorry, y'all. I, I, I woke up with a bug in my bonnet today. And we get into all kinds of trouble when we add anything to Jesus, don't we? I'm talking about Jesus plus an organization, Jesus plus an institutional church, Jesus plus a list of conduct. Why do I never talk about drug taking and, and, and being addicted to alcohol and illicit sex? Because I don't want you to mistake not doing those things for being saved. You do those things because you are saved. Do you understand? I mean, you don't do those things because you are saved. So they're going to go, man, I got a pastor preaching out the door. So I'm saying sanctification comes by obedience, okay? That's not how salvation comes, and that's what you're learning, Aaron. You, you came to him because you were broken. You came to him mid-March because you were desperately hungry. You were, came to him because you were observant enough to realize those things of the world did not satisfy you, and they were going to end up destroying you and destroying your precious little family, okay? And so you committed. You said, Lord... I hear this gospel, and I accept it, and I receive you as my Savior. And then the Holy Spirit came down like a bolt of lightning that hit that tree out there, and it came through your brain that day, and we all saw it happen, convicted you, and brought you to conviction where you said, Guys, I want to confess, I am not the person I need to be. And we said to you together, You'll never be until the Lord Jesus gets a hold of you. And you gave your heart to Him, and then this Holy Spirit that came into you has begun to pick at you and say, the pornography's got to go, or this or that has got to go. The things that come between you and the Lord and between you and your wife, right? And so it's a precious thing. It's not an oppressive thing. It's being set free to no longer be controlled by your passions and controlled by your animal Amen. side, your animal nature. What a great freedom. Amen. You know, it's just amazing. <laughs> Paul's conversion, <clears throat> I'm going to just say the conversion instead of reading it all because I'm wound up today. Uh, I was going to tell y'all, he was a passionate person. He was God's person 
to found the church. He was God's person because he was a Jew of all Jews, circumcised on the eighth day. He was zealous for the Lord. And he was on his way to Damascus, Syria, <clears throat> probably with his business. He built tents is what he built. <clears throat> and we think he also made prayer cloths. Oh, I see. I didn't realize he was on his way to Damascus to arrest believers that were there. Isn't that interesting? So on that way, Jesus stopped him in an amazing vision. You can go to Acts 9 and read it, Devin. And there you see Paul, where Jesus says to him, what are you doing to me? Why are you doing this to me? And Paul was struck blind, and, and he was never, ever the same. Paul then said... He, he was a, a person that wanted to please God, and, and Jesus said, you're not pleasing me at all. You're kicking against the goat. You're just kicking at me. Stop it. He was still Saul. While he was still Saul, and he went to a house there in Damascus, and a guy named Ananias, we don't know anything else about him except he baptized Saul, and Saul became Paul, okay? Paul got a new name in the way we know from 2 Corinthians 5, 17, if any man or woman is in Christ, they are a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new, Aaron. It's all new if you choose for it to be. And Paul was new, and the early church was terrified of him. They said, I don't know. We don't want this guy coming. And Paul got this vision, and Paul did something different than Joseph Smith did. Remember, Joseph Smith, and I've never spoken against other religions in here, but I'm going to tell you something. If someone goes out there and says, I received this gift of prophecy, and it goes against what you read in the Word of God, you run from it. It is heresy. Because Paul got a vision, and what did Paul do with that vision? We know from Galatians 2, he went and saw the church fathers and said, have I just received something crazy? Or have I received something from the Lord? And they said, exactly what you've taught is what he taught us. Amen? Amen. And so he submitted himself. Muhammad never submitted himself to anybody. I don't know if an angel came, supposedly, and talked to Muhammad. You know, it's funny that, that Paul mentioned in there, some have said that an angel came to him. Did you see that? And I think the Mormons do believe that Moroni, who was an angel, came and gave this Joseph Smith all this stuff. Man, Paul talks about it in Galatians 1. So Paul submitted himself, Janet. He said, is this true, what I've learned? Is this the real gospel? They said, yes, that's it. And, he's, and then he goes, and there's a calling where he's called to go and teach the Gentiles. So Paul is very important to everybody in this room. We don't have a Jew in here this morning that I see. These are all Gentiles. And we wouldn't have known the Lord if it hadn't been for Paul. We need, we need to put St. Paul up here, right? And, and be appreciative for what Paul did. And Paul went and he, and he ministered to us or to our ancestors and forefathers and he brought the good news of Jesus to us. Paul's calling is there and it's interesting. In Acts 13, I don't know if that's everything. Yeah, it's just part of it. So now in the church that was in Antioch, there were, that's Antioch and Syria, there were certain prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simeon, Lucius, Cyrene, Menean, so on and so forth, and they ministered to the Lord and fasted, and the Holy Spirit said, separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. These guys didn't trust what God was doing, but the Holy Spirit came and told them, Paul is different from me. I've called him out and he's separate along with Barnabas. Then having fasted and prayed, they laid hands on them and they sent them away. Sometimes it's hard for us to accept people once God changes their life. 
We want the, we, you know, Lord, you need to punish that person. They were bad. And here you are, and, and you're letting them have a ministry. And I'm thinking of someone like David Wilkerson, you know, who was a street gang guy. If y'all have ever heard of that guy. It would be easy to say, well, Lord, I've, been, I've served, you all my, served you all my life, and I don't have a ministry. Well, you know what? You, you pray for who God puts in the ministry. And so he put him in there, and then Paul went to the church fathers to make sure that the message he had received was consistent with the message that Jesus had brought, okay? We've already contrasted that to those guys. Then Peter affirmed these writings that we're going to be reading. Peter, Peter and Paul had their differences. You know about that. You've taught about that. Paul didn't like Peter because Peter would talk like he was going to accept Gentiles. And then when he was Gentiles, you know, he'd say like, hey, you know, pass the ham. <clears throat> Meaning he would act like a Gentile. And he would be with the Jews. He'd go, oh, no, 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 I don't need ham. He was kind of fake. And Paul called him out. Paul said, you're a fake, Peter. It's funny how a lot of churches are the churches of Peter and Paul. You know, they, they were kind of salt. Uh, they were kind of like water and vinegar, but God used them both. And here's what Peter said. And consider that the long-suffering, that's the pain or patience, of the Lord is salvation. As also our beloved brother Paul, according to the wisdom given to him, has written to you. As also in all his epistles, speaking in them of these things, in which he says some of them are hard to understand. We're going to see that. Some of the stuff Paul said was hard which untaught and unstable people twist to their own destruction as they do also the rest of Scripture. So Peter was already there considering what Paul said as Scripture. Do you see that? He realized that Paul's letters were inspired by God were something amazing. I never appreciated Paul much till we went to, uh, we went to Greece. In our church that I grew up in, a Bible church, all he did is preach the letters of Paul. And I thought, am I studying Christianity or Paulinanity, you know? But now we see that Paul was inspired by God. And Paul brought a message, Joey. And everything in it is God's word as much as the book of Psalms or the Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, all the rest of it, okay? And so that's why we're going to study this. And then back to how it starts. As I said before, he's an apostle. That means God sent him. An apostle is the Greek word for to be sent, Okay? Says, he said, and all the brethren are with me to the churches of Galatia. Grace to you and peace from God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. And here's the gospel. Who gave himself for our sins that he might deliver us from this present evil age. According to the will of our God and Father to whom be glory forever and ever. That is the gospel. Nothing is to be added to it. Nothing at all. We all have heard the verses from Ephesians that he wrote to the little church in Ephesus. For by grace you're saved through faith. It's not of yourself, Rose. See? It's a gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are his workmanship. You are a work, Larry. Created in Christ Jesus. What is your purpose? For good works. And how are we going to know these? Which God prepared beforehand that we would walk in them. We are not saved by our works, but we are saved to do good works. That's what we're saved to do. We're not just saved to be saved and go to heaven. You can still just be saved and do nothing for anybody and go to heaven, but it's a pretty empty life. And I guarantee you, your crown's going to be maybe the size of a, a, a pinky ring or a thimble, okay? <laughs> I'm just making a joke there. I have no theological basis for saying that. But anyway, 
That was Paul's message, and that's still the message today. In Titus, he says to the young Titus, Paul's writing him, he says, It is not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy that he saved us. Amen? Through the washing of being born again, that's what regeneration means, and renewing of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out abundantly through Jesus Christ our Savior, that having been justified by his faith, we should become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. I'm saying these things today because I think young people and some old people, I've given you a pass. So if you're, if you're listening to me today, don't follow a course of the world. Don't think that there's any drug out there that's going to compare to what you're going to have with the Holy Spirit of God living within you. It is a dead end. You will have a loser life, all right? I'm telling you right now. You will create so much hardship in your life. And if you think about this little country church here as a cornerstone to your life, everything that you need to build a great life is right here. And I want you to think back. Get where you're old, and you'll be able to think back to this little country church where people sang. And we sang as well as we could, and sometimes it wasn't real pretty. Sometimes it was real nice. But it's a cornerstone, and it's a cornerstone because you're hearing God's word here. I don't get up here and tell stories about football, and I don't give you anecdotes about a warm, fuzzy bunny rabbit. Sorry, Laurie. <laughs> Laurie's quitting the church today. But, 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 but I preach you the word, Aaron. If I didn't, there's no conviction, okay? That's why I have to say these things today. They're pent up in me. I feel like I'm losing, I'm losing with some of y'all because you're just about gone. Or Aaron, you're already gone. Don't forget this. It was God's bringing you here that brought you here. It can be a cornerstone for you to build a beautiful life. It really can. And to hear the words that you've based your life on. So listen. I'm begging you today, listen. And if you've been off roaming around, listen. Joey, if you've never accept, accepted, listen, receive. Jimmy, if you've accepted, and I think you have, then don't stray. Same message to you, Frederick. I baptized y'all. Junior, I haven't baptized you, but Junior, you're hiding behind Stephanie. You listen. This is God's word. This isn't some goofy pastor's words. My words are meaningless. But the word of God is alive and powerful. Amen. It's sharper than a two-edged sword. And it pierces into you deeper, in the deepest place between your soul and your marrow. And it is a critic of the intents of your heart. Your own conscience is no match to the Holy Spirit of God. You get God's word into your heart and everything you think Everything you do will be filtered by that. It will. It's like, Jason, like downloading a program. I'm going to talk to Jason because he's a computer guy. When you get the Holy Ghost, it's like having that antivirus downloaded, you know. The operating system is when the Holy Spirit comes in. And when you accept the Lord, this new operating system takes you over. Amen. What a fantastic thing. What a gift. And it is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. And it's a free gift to everybody in here. If you do not know the Lord Jesus is your Savior, if you've never stepped out in faith and said, I believe, today is the day of your salvation. And I'm going to call on Felice now to come up. And you know the gospel, Jesus loved kids. 
So don't look at this and think, this is silly. This is for kids. You know what? Jesus went and ministered to the children. And he said, suffer them to come to me, for such is the kingdom of God. That means when we need, that means when we come to him, we can come as a child. Say, Lord, I don't understand all of this, but today I believe. Okay. Holler out. Just holler like you holler at Dalton. All right, so um, when we do Bible clubs, we tell the wordless book, and that's this book right here, and it's a book filled with um, different colors. Um, but Dalton, we discussed it, and I was going to do the wordless book for y'all today, but I've been praying and just asking God to give me the words to say, and doing the wordless book how I do to the kids isn't exactly how I feel like he's leading me to talk to y'all. So I'm going to use the wordless book, um, but it's going to be a lot different than how I usually do it with the kids. That's so right. bear with me. Um, I wanted to share my testimony with y'all because he's talking about sanctification and um, how it's different than um, when you accept Christ as your Savior, right? Um, because when you accept Christ as your Savior, that's just Jesus. That's you're, you're believing on him and accepting him. And sanctification is the result of you believing on Christ. Because when you believe on Christ and give your life to him and accept his work of salvation, he gives you a want obey him and they want to follow him and I mean we still sin we still fail but he gives us a want to go back to him um, so um, I grew up in a Christian home and um, went to church every Sunday every Wednesday I love Milton went to children's program um, I heard the gospel I knew all the answers to everything you could ask me all of the questions and I could answer it and I could give you scripture to them even um, but I didn't have a relationship with Christ when I was six years old, I said a prayer, and I thought that saved me because I talked to God, and I knew who God was. I knew that God created everything. <clears throat> I knew that Jesus loved me. I knew all of that, but I didn't um, believe in him. So I didn't have a relationship with him that Jesus, I knew that, know that Jesus could save me. Um, so when you talk to the kids, this is the dark page. This talks about sin. I was dead in sin. Um, I was separated from God created everything. He created us with a spirit, and it's different than all the animals and everything else that God created. Um, we have the ability to have a relationship with God, and my spirit was separated from God. I was dead in sin. Um, the Bible says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Um, so I was coming short of the glory of God, like we all do. None of us can, can earn our way to heaven. None of us can do enough good things, like you were saying, um, to get to heaven, to to earn that salvation for our sin to be wiped clean is only what Jesus can do. And I love the message today and that you're so fiery today. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's really awesome because we need, we need that. Yeah, sorry, I get caught on fire sometime in the night. I <laughs> yes, because Jesus plus anything else is not the way. It's just Jesus. Um, so I thought I was saved when I was six because everybody told me. So I told, said a prayer that I was saved. That was completely wrong. I don't know if someone here needs to hear that today, that, that just saying a prayer does not save you, but just saying a prayer does, does not save you. Um, getting baptized does not save you. I got baptized when I was nine. did not save me. You got wet. Yeah, I got yeah. wet. <laughs> a warm bath. That's it. Um, and I remember the day that I got baptized when I was nine, I felt sick after. It wasn't like a, wow, I, I made this you know, outward profession of my inward faith. 
truly believe all those years that I wasn't saved, God was working on me and telling me, you're not saved, over and over, you're not saved. But Satan likes to lie to yes. to children and to adults that they are saved when they're really not, because he wants you to not go to heaven. He wants you to go to hell. He doesn't want you to be with him. Um, so I was lost in sin, and through a lot of um, stuff that happened when I was younger, I had a lot of trust issues, and I didn't, um, I didn't I 
So if you do not know 100% that you're not 100% sure that if you died right now that you would go to heaven, get it. Talk to God about it. Talk to Faber about it. You can come talk to me about it or my husband about it. Go find somebody and talk to them um, because you don't know when you're going to die. We've had, or I've heard so many stories of people who went out and did Bible clubs with kids and they shared the gospel with them and they got saved and then the next day they came back and those kids had died. Oh, wow. And so we, we aren't promised tomorrow. So don't think, oh, well, I'll do it next week when I have time. The time is right now. So, yes, I will. yes. All right, so I want everybody to bow your heads and close your eyes, please. Um, this is what we do with kids, too. Um, I'm going to give you a minute. If you don't know that um, you are saved, that you have Jesus Christ as your Savior, you can talk to God right now. All it is is you believing on Jesus, that he died and he rose again, and that he did that for you, and he's the only way to save you. And you can tell him that. You can use your own words, and you can say, Jesus, I believe that you died for me. I believe that you can save me. Will you please do that and come and live in my heart? You give me your Holy Spirit. And he says he takes that sin away, and you are his child forever. This is Father's Day. He wants to be your father. Um, so I will give you just a second, and then I'm going to pray, okay?